0: Hello everyone, Carter here bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today, we continue our Levels of Work series featuring NCG coaches Andrew Amrine and Freeman. In our second episode of the series, Catherine and Andrew discuss Level 2 and what Level 2 work looks like. As you listen, consider what tasks and work in your company should be considered Level 2. Do you have the right people doing Level 2 work in your company? Be sure to go back and listen to the first episode of the Levels of Work series if you have not already to ensure you're caught up. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show!
1: All right, Catherine Freeman here with uh, our um, time span guru, knowledge expert extraordinaire, Andrew Amrine. Mm,
2: um, thank you for that. That was uh, quite a title.
1: Um, That's it. Try to see how many how many fantastic words we can ascribe to this. Is right. Um, we're, so, we're here on a, on a fantastic winter day to discuss a topic, uh, to continue to discuss a topic that's that I've become very passionate about, that Andrew has been passionate about for quite some time. And to really make sure that we're getting down into understanding how this can impact the, your business and your success in your business. Um, of note, we, we do not have Molly... Nolan on the call today. Although she is going to continue to operate in her role as pupil, uh, we thought that this would be a a good opportunity for Andrew and I to engage in a conversation. We're gonna bring Molly back and ask her to share the kind of information that she learned on our last and summary call. So we're gonna miss her today. But Andrew, let's go go ahead and start this.
2: We got questions for you.
1: Right, we do. There's a quiz. (laughs) And it's, it's more than pass fail. Um, so just a quick quick recap here. So we are working on time span or levels of work. Um, of course, you mentioned on the first call, this was a theory that was uh, promoted by Elliot Jack and then uh, taken to another level, the level that we joined it out, Tom Foster. They, are, they talk about it in their books that you uh, listed and you know, it was like an aha moment for us. Wow. This is, this is why people are not succeeding or maybe why some people are succeeding and some people
2: aren't. The research is already done. Elliot Jacks did a ton of work around this continued by Tom, but why do people fail? People, now to be fair, people do get promoted and succeed and they, they get promoted within a role or within certain areas, but you know, companies and corporations and organizations are promoting people and they're failing and we've got to figure this out. And that there's, there's got to be some kind of pattern. And so Elliot has, his research was around this. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to talk about how to implement it.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if we were all as leaders in our own organizations, look at it, we'd probably recognize that pattern, right? We would see, um, and that's that's really what we're we're looking to do here. Important to note, one of the things that we want to make sure is clear to everybody. Just like situational leadership, where somebody somebody is not at a, at a developmental level, um, in this case, we are very clear that it is not a person who is at a level of work; it's the task and somebody's ability to complete that task. Uh, so that we're not talk-
2: call a person.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> it's all about the task. Just like situation right? leadership, just like um, sales training, we talk about the behaviors. It's, it's not the person, it's the, it's the task.
1: Right, right. Um, you, so um, on the first podcast, we hit level one and the items at hand, doing the work of the work, uh, putting paint on the wall, digging a hole, whatever it might be, was the work of the work. But we're, we want to talk a little bit about level two. So help us out here, Andrew. What's level two?
2: Sure, so, okay, so first story, let's pick up where we left off uh, continuing our stories. So pretend you're at the Grand Canyon. So Catherine, if if you go to the Grand Canyon and you look at the side of the Grand Canyon, what do you see?
1: You see lots of layers.
2: I see a whole lot of layers. Are any of those layers any more important than any of the other layers? No, certainly not. They're all important. If you saw a hole, In the middle of the Grand Canyon, what do you think would happen?
1: Well, I would run.
2: (laughs) That was unexpected, but fair point. Right,
1: but it would collapse, would fall apart.
2: It would collapse, right? So they're supporting each other. Each layer brings value to the other by supporting the one above it. Okay, all right, good. So now we're getting into this concept of value as opposed to command and control that there, there is an, an upward uh, support that happens. Okay, so, and by the way, I, I do wanna, I really wanna highlight uh, Tom Foster's blog. It's, it's a great read, managementblog.org. It, it's, uh, he publishes uh, great articles about this. If you really wanna dig into it, um, go to his blog as well. So if we, if we continue our analogies, let's maybe let's sidestep the beach analogy from last time, but let's pretend there's a business. Okay. So I
1: don't know, Andrew, it's a snowy day out there. The beach, <laughs> the beach might work today.
2: It might be nice to think about the beach. <laughs> so, okay. So first we've, we've established, we're, we're trying to remind ourselves of the value aspect of structure that like layers, layers are supporting the layers above it and the, the layers above need to bring value to the ones below. Okay. So let's talk about Bob's business. Bob's got a business and Bob does a lot of stuff. When Bob started the business, he was doing the work and, and running the business. He, he was doing the work of the work, whatever it is, Bob did. Uh, He built a crew to produce the work and everybody's happy and the work was getting done. Okay. But now Bob wants to build a second crew. Bingo. Here's where the work, what we are defining as work, decision making and problem solving changes. If Bob wants to take on more crews or develop more crews, there are different decisions that are going to affect a longer time frame that he's going to have to make. Whereas working with his one crew, he can go do estimates, he can make decisions about that one crew. And the length of time any one decision is going to impact is, you know, he can adjust. There's still there's easy adjustments to make. There's not not a whole lot of big impact. But as soon as you start adding more crews, th- as think about maybe in our audience, people you you were in this position maybe not too long ago or maybe many years ago, but immediately the decisions you start making have a longer impact. So now the work changes. Okay. So it's also the first place where people fail. So many people are moving up in an organization, but now we're moving into this lifeguard role. So to go back to, maybe we will bring back the the beach. So now we're in the lifeguard stand. We're up higher. We see farther out. It's, It's not that I'm taking the quality for granted. I still have to oversee and review that the quality work is getting done. But I'm stepping back and I'm making sure that the work is getting done right. So in other words, if I'm going to have multiple crews, I've got to have processes. We've got to have steps, checklists, and routines in place that get the work done so that both crews can do the work with the same output.
1: I'm going to throw a curveball in here, Andrew, because... Seriously, a light bulb just kind of went off in my head as far as like the lifeguard analogy is concerned.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, this is live folks, We're, this is, we haven't planned everything. <laughs> We're uh, extemporaneous a little bit. I'm,
1: gonna, um, I'm scaring Brian right this minute. Um, the, um, I, I, it, it occurred to me, you know, the, the lifeguard, we wouldn't ever consider putting somebody in the lifeguard stand without hours and hours and hours of training, without systems and processes without a way to go out into the water and bring somebody back safely, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Um, but oftentimes that's exactly what we're doing to our immediate first first step field leaders, right? We're saying this person is a great craftsperson, we're gonna make them a crew leader and they're gonna go out there and they're gonna just do a great job. Um, but there's no training. No, no training, no processes, no systems, no, like, oh, Andrew, you just
2: blew up. Uh, this is where owners excel. You know, people that, that are building the business that, that have the ownership rights to the business and can make final decisions about things, they step in to, so we're, we're in this land of supervision. This is now the, the field supervisor, the, the project manager, whatever we want to call it, but now we're the old adage. Uh, there there are two types of work, people that do the work and people that oversee the work. Well, there's actually seven as Elliot Jacks defines it. But the first two, this, this is that supervisor role and they exist on checklists. So owners, as owners are building their business and moving up and adding their crews, owners are creating this along the way. Although many business owners come to us because we've created a lot of these systems and we can plug them in that way without having to reinvent the wheel. But supervisors need these checklists and they're going around making sure the work gets done right. So whereas level one is about doing the work, the work of the work of the company, whatever Bob's business is, level two is running around, making sure things are coordinated. They are sequenced properly. You know, how many times do you pull up to a project and whatever that project is, but you're in five different places and it's totally disorganized and it's incredibly inefficient. And instead of starting in one place and finishing in another, you've, everybody's all over the place. We're just, well, everybody's working hard. We're just working all hard at different stuff. So this level two in, in organizing that. So there's prioritizing, being able to prioritize, Um, that's why I, I love the coordinator title at this role, as opposed to supervisor. I'll, I'll come back to that. Um,
1: actually, I'll, I got, I'll hit, I'll start with that because if, you know, that's I, when I was a GM at the, uh, Borders bookstore, uh, I actually, there was actually a role, a very specific role called a community relations coordinator. Um, you know, and this, this person really, really good at their job. But required regular interaction with me. That isn't to say that I was meeting with this person daily, because I wasn't, but there was a very specific weekly meeting that we had to discuss the events. It was an event-related position, the events that we were gonna conduct in the store, talk about workload issues, impact to business. Uh, so, you know, it it was a person who could get work of the work done without my participation, but definitely needed me to help corral what was happening as it kind of bled and impacted the rest of the people in the organization.
2: So this person, you couldn't give them a list of tasks and say, okay, go do it. And then the next week check in. Right. They were Okay, so yeah, so probably a level one, level two, they were very skilled at their role. They were very skilled at the craft, but couldn't now make that step to coordinating things. Uh, they could they could think in terms of, or I can do this or that. And then maybe they came to you and said, Catherine, should I do this or that? Right. But they couldn't make that decision. And so, so yeah, I mean, that, that's it. Is that new level of thinking going from, I need someone to tell me to do either this or that to now taking all of those things that need to get done and going and, and, and I need to get this done and this done and this done. I'm going to do this first, then second. So that sequencing and prioritizing skill so they, they are skills but I, I think you can start to see that you don't necessarily learn how to sequence better by learning the craft better she was maybe really good at executing on events but pulling back and sequencing a series right of the, that needed training that, so then that, that's where these patterns start to emerge is the point at which a new skill is needed some people some people intuit it they they can pick it up but we we make that assumption too much especially for for owners or other people that have worked their way up that have intuited their way up the ladder we assume other people can intuit it and we we've got to recognize that point where okay this role i, I am now putting them in a new role i can't assume they know it so
1: it's probably the biggest struggle business owners have when they're trying to document a process and when they've documented it, it's, you know, three words without really fleshing out all of the stuff that happens in between. Um, you know, but there there certainly were other other roles, you know, in a, in a bookstore, there was a, and, and at least in a Borders bookstore, there was not only the bookstore operation, but there was a cafe operation as well. And We had people who were responsible for many businesses within the business Mm -hmm. and they were ordering supplies, doing scheduling, you know, multiple ands, right? It wasn't just about.
2: A lot of that that. was probably defined for them, right? They had a checklist and they could,
1: if,
2: if these things are empty, I, I order it. So, I, my
1: store was two, number 281. So there had been a lot of stores prior to that. And a lot of mistakes were made to get there to 281.
2: So where as, as each of these layers bleed in, so that, that was a bleed into level three mm-hmm. in, in creating. So they, they had checklists to follow and they were able to elevate their performance in level two because they had checklists. They had all these things to check and follow and, and recheck. So getting back to to the role, the decision-making and problem-solving that changes, that's the basis of the whole thing, is we're defining work as the decision-making and problem-solving needed in a role. And that's what changes. So level two, we're talking about sequencing, prioritizing, getting things done through other people, delegating. So people skills matter at least equally or maybe more than craft skills so in in this case running events is is the craft maybe bob's business was running events maybe it was installing new roofs i don't either one so this is where you know that the crafts craftsman or craftswoman they've they they can do the work of the work in an in an expert way but they're not going to make it as a level two coordinator, supervisor. Um, Time span here um, is in at least weeks, you know, and, and so remember we talked about complexity has a lot to do with how far out a person can see. So if I'm going to fly to San Francisco or drive, which one's more, which one's more complex, right? So I I would, that's going to impact, you know, how much time it's going to take to plan. So this role, typically in labor industries, pe- businesses that produce a service, whatever that service is, the level of complexity there, you know, is is weeks. There's you have your weekly job staging meeting, you have your weekly operations meeting, and all the level two roles leave with their marching orders for the week. Here are the jobs we need to get done. Here's and they have checklists to I need to distribute. The jobs to this crew leader, they're they're getting all the ands done and they're right. making sure work gets done right. Right. So, whereas level one is focused on quality, what's the value, the upward value that level one brings? They're focused on quality. Quality work, achieving the work according to a standard of what's in front of me. Level two, if you have if you're identifying a role in your business for the audience that's in this role, as soon as we're done here, go talk to them about accurate, complete, and on time. That's their role. They're depending on the level one roles beneath them. And because the level one roles are producing quality work, they can say whether it's accurate. We've done what we said we were going to do. And we didn't do anything we didn't say we were gonna do. It's complete. We did it all the way to the quality standard. We didn't miss anything. And we achieved it on time.
1: You know what, Andrew, I mean, that's that's the reason why we've got the job costing and benchmarking tool, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not just enough to look at your job costing to see if this one job was um, profitable. But on on the whole, how are your crew leaders managing these jobs to get to the place where they are accurate, complete and on time? Across a
2: series of jobs. So now we're starting to move from individual projects to now think of time as a job cost. Think of a week as one job or think of a month as a job. And did did we bring the month in on time. Did we produce the revenue? Did this supervisor oversee enough revenue? Did they hit their gross profit goal? So we, we start to move in that direction. And I think it's, having had lots of conversations, I have so much respect for this role. There's a, a lot, a lot of influence and power that this level two role can have. And moving from thinking about one job to now thinking about a week and all the jobs in that week is revolutionary. It really helps that mindset. It's, it was, it's been really helpful um, for a lot of people. Um, so similarly, the, the reporting that the level two is going to do upward. So that upward value, level one is reporting up quality. Level two is reporting up to level three. Are we accurate, complete and on time? And that, that clarity in the conversations that I've had really has lightened the role or the, the lightened. Um, what am I trying to say? The, the shoulders, the weight, it's taken the weight off of some of the, the individuals in the level two role because there's a, a whole universe of things I could focus on. I'm, right. I'm, I'm so busy focusing on everything. But when we, when we narrow, narrow that role down to, okay, here are three things, everything that you're going to do fits into these three, ca- something in these three categories, accurate, complete, and on time and it
1: so then tell me what like what are the key result areas for this so you know we're we're trying to change our language a little bit of here and not talk about like we said before the laundry list of tasks Mm -hmm. but key result areas so might some of them be here if
2: we pull back and we look across a time frame so customer reviews are you know this how many customer reviews did we get this month um gross profits across a, a time frame any any one in particular job may go great may not go great but across time across multiple jobs and multiple crews we are achieving consistent results project deadlines that jobs are coming in on time um, we're also getting into training and employee development so there's a right people right crew view of things that is as, really at, at level three crews might be getting assigned, but, but there's a confirmation is the work getting done right and, and overseeing, okay, this is not the right crew for this job or this is the right crew for this job and communicating that upwards that the, the employee development is, is happening, um, that apprentices are making progress up into higher craftsman roles that the, the supervisor, the level two is, is coordinating some of that. There's, there's right equipment, right equipment, right job, right tools, right job. All the, all the things that go into making a project run well. So think of it like NASCAR, you know, the, the race car comes in for the pit stop, the level, the level two role is making sure everything is set. The gas tank is full. The tires are right. The windshield is wiped and the the foreman and the crew can take off and run it. And so that, that takes a broader view. I've got to be thinking about next week because I've, I got to get everything ready so that when next week comes and the the crew leader goes out of the gate, everything's ready. And so that's where that time, that time span comes from that week, weekly time span thinking about next week, getting ready. What am I, what am I getting ready for next week?
1: (laughs) So um, we're going to do uh, an entire podcast really on, on how to interview for, how to listen for answers, but just a quick, you know, what what would you recommend that we start with here for interviewing at this level?
2: Well, sure. So it, there is, uh, at level two, there is an accumulation of knowledge. So it, it isn't that a person doesn't, doesn't have to know the craft. They, they need to know to be able to judge a quality standard. They need to know at least that. But if, but if it's not only craft, if, if the best craftsman doesn't automatically make it at level two, what are the things that I recognize? Well, so as people talk, are they making these and statements? Do you hear them coordinating things? Are they showing an ability to prioritize? You know, I need to do this first, then I need to do that. So are, are, are there some things that they're intuiting in these areas? Um, I, I really see in the, in the labor trades in, in service businesses, the sequencing and prioritizing seems to really bubble to the top as the skill. Um, and I think you can, you can also train that. So uh, the, the idea of crew leader for a day, I, I forget who I heard that from, but the crew leader or foreman, depending on the project, let's pick a person and whoever the, the laborer is or anybody and say, okay, you're crew leader for a day, lead us. And they need to practice sequencing and, and planning. And So you can, you can train that for a day. Um, you know, processes saying making things repeatable level two roles are about making things consistent and repeatable. So if they're, if they're saying things like, how are we going to do this? What's our process here? Or let's write that down so we can do it the same way. That's the decision-making and problem-solving needed to excel at level two. How am I going to make this consistent? Um, I got that advice early on. I, I heard someone say that, you know, do, do it as if you're going to do it again. Write it, write it down as if you're going to, whatever you do, always write it down so you can do it again. You know, that's, that's that level two decision-making and problem-solving.
1: Right. Um, so give me some examples of, in, in the, you know, businesses that we work with, mm-hmm. what, what roles might be level two?
2: So I really like uh, the coordinator title here through this process. And actually, Catherine things you've taught me the, the titles of manager and supervisor need, they kind of get Tossed around, flagrantly. They do.
1: They really do. drives me crazy. We,
2: I, and so the, I don't like using them un, unless it really does apply. So coordinator, product, project coordinator, field coordinator, field supervisor. The supervisor title has uh, a command and control type connotation to it. So I'm a little bit allergic to that. I'd rather have a title that expresses value. The value I bring. I'm the field coordinator, um, maybe the field prioritizer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, the prioritizer of priorities.
2: Office coordinator. Although I, I really like the inside operations coordinator title better than office. Office is just so. Is I think
1: office is. Yeah, I think we need to we need to work on eliminating office and office manager from our lexicon.
2: Bookkeeper, accounting coordinator, uh, recruiter. Um, so that any, anything within, in any department, but with that coordinator or supervisor, um, adjective or label. It's funny
1: you said bookkeeper, cause I thought bookkeeper was level one, like, you know, they're, they're p- copying in, they're pasting, they're, you know, taking your receipts and they're putting them in. They're not thinking about it or making assessments or judgments. They're, they're doing the work of the work.
2: Yeah. If they move up, I mean, if, if they're doing level two stuff, then I, I think, I think we can, we can use that title. I think the the lexicon of of titles, you know, that's how it gets used. Exactly.
1: I mean, and that's the reason for doing this podcast to begin with is that we sometimes have one word for something that's got a multitude of layers and without stopping to really understand Mm -hmm. what we're expecting of people, we can get frustrated. And why get frustrated when it's just simply a matter of course correction?
2: That's a whole other podcast, right? Issues. Right. (laughs) The same oh. and meeting completely different things. Oh
1: my gosh, yes.
2: And the confusion that ensues.
1: Right, right. Um,
2: um,
1: all right. So, looking ahead, then we've got level three next. W- what are we going to expect for that?
2: Okay. So, it gets really exciting here because we start to define th- these are actually the roles owners are looking for. Um, I find more, more often than not, as we're designing roles, it's actually level three roles and we're going to, we'll define it the way we'll define it. You'll see why someone outside the industry can succeed in, in these roles. And I'll, I'll allude back to the Grand Canyon example. Many times these level three roles a person is brought in from the outside and it fails and we say see you have to order have to have somebody from the industry nope that's because they didn't have the support underneath them remember that grand canyon example the layers support the layers above it and these roles can fail because they were being asked to do too much and de- defining it it will be uh, a great exercise
1: Ed. It's gonna be exciting. This is really exciting.
2: Awesome. (laughs) So you're identifying. So so tell me more about your, I guess as we wrap up here, you know, your GM experience. You know I love hearing about it. So who else, is there anybody else you identify with in this level two role? Maybe somebody that really did work and they they really had these skills.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, uh, back at the beginning of the uh, Borders experience, uh, maybe not so much at the end, but at the beginning, we actually had people who were assigned to areas of the store. So, for example, we had a series of people who were children's booksellers and, you know, they were a a little bit more than just a doer, just a little bit more than that. uh, And they were understanding you know, marketing in that particular area. And they were paying attention to what the customers were asking for and making sure that we had the things that we needed to get. So they were doing and work, shelving and helping customers and marketing and making sure that we had the right kind of inventory levels uh, for particular titles. But they, I mean, they weren't making significant decisions outside of that. They weren't hiring people or scheduling people or, you know, yep. doing any kind of significant overhaul decisions. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it. You know, this is. This so is not
2: any- value. This their ability, yeah. just yeah. to get stuff done and coordinate, what was enough to bring value to your organization. Yeah, that's a key statement. That there, it doesn't seem like much is going on, but this level two, there's a lot going on. And there's it, a
1: lot going on and and it's stuff that you as a business owner no longer have to do um and that's you know we
2: take it for granted We've, yeah doesn't everybody do that and yeah and the weight they took off of you done well it actually took a huge weight off of you
0: mm-hmm. yeah yep
2: it's a it's, a it's an exciting role level two is is an exciting level good all right thanks Cass.
1: I really appreciate your, your doing this with me, Andrew. I I've I feel like we this is going to help so many of our business owners better understand who they've got on their team and how to get the most out of them.
2: I feel like we've bought <laughs> it. <We've
1: bonded. laughs> All right. Well, thanks and uh, stay tuned for Level 3.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.